This podcast is here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. I'm Panama Jackson, joined by the squad, the crew, the homies. I got Jabri, Janae, Corey, and Shanice. How is everybody doing? Man, what's up? Doing great. Great, man. What's Hi. up? Man, I am so excited. We are finally back. We The show is back. Our, our show, Queen Sugar, is finally back for season five. Uh, all the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, right. Birdman, Hammer. We got all the... <laughs> All of our favorite people are back at it in various ways. Uh, this first episode was no different. It's titled Late February 2020, which lets you know that this is pre-corona, or pre-rona. Pre-quarantine. Pre, pre-quarantine. Pre-all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So Just pre. Right. <laughs> oh, right when right, right we started hearing things. Yeah, we started hearing things, but it really, you know, it was there were news conferences and all this other stuff, but it wasn't really a part of our day-to-day. But in St. Joe's, life goes on. You know what I'm saying? And all of our favorite people are here. So uh, before we get going, how how is everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling about the show being back? I'm feeling good. I, I enjoyed watching the show. Feels, I don't know, it just feels good to have Queen Sugar back in my, in my weekly life. Yeah, I was hyped. As soon as the song hit. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as the song hit, I was I was ready to take flight. What do you do when the song comes on? Okay. Do, you, do you sit there and like what, what do you get? Body roll? Do you head bob? I, what is it? I got it. I get it going. I mean, listen, the baseline popping, the shoulders get to working. I, it's it's involuntary at this point, man. It's do you like, wear your shades while you're it's one of watching my I don't wear them when I'm watching the show. I Good don't. Idea. I don't. I just want y'all to know that Jabri has on shades right now. Right now, and it's nighttime. In the evening, and nighttime, he's sunglasses at and night, he's <laughs> and and I'm in the house. But listen, I'm tell you, I'm big time now. I'm Hollywood now. Okay, okay. every you know, uh, folks listening to the show, you know what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I'm big timing on everybody. I'm stunting. Yeah. I'm balling. All of it. You gonna see me? You gonna that see? That is me. news to me. <laughs> listen, Gator boots with the pimped out Gucci suits. You that know what paid. I'm saying? I recognize. <laughs> I recognize it. How about how about you, Janae? How was you feeling? How was you feeling? How were you feeling when the show came, when when the show popped off? No, I'm I'm really really excited. I was really excited to see exactly like where they left off and like how things have kind of you know been tied up in a bow since we last saw them. And I mean, we'll get into the conversation, but I particularly after Nova's book, I just wanted to know like just just where are we? What are are we cool? Are we not cool? Like. I, I needed that to be, you know, wrapped up in a bow. And I think we got some some context there, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the episode, um, it started off great for me, but there were a lot of ups and downs in this episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm sure we'll probably get into some of it later, but uh, I started off excited, but things didn't quite end that way. <laughs> Lots of love, love in the it. air. I love it. I love it. With that being said, we might as well let's let's kick it off. Let's go ahead and get into the recap. And Corey, 
is going to provide the recap for this uh, episode late February 2020. Go ahead, Corey. You got it? You good? You ready? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm as ready as I'm going to get, man. You know, um, I was going to, you know, bring the shenanigans uh, for this season, man, but I'm so down right now. I don't even know if I have it in me. So this episode, this recap is going to be shenanigan free. All right. So <laughs> this episode, <laughs> I, want the smirk you ju- I want the <laughs> smirk you just <laughs> gave to be on the record and I'm going to just leave it like that. This episode begins with Nova going through some kind of weird sacrificial haircut ceremony. Uh, there was like sage and all kinds of stuff on there. Um, you know, apparently this haircut would give her a new beginning out with the old and with the new. I cut my hair every week and clearly I need to step up my routine because <laughs> I don't have all that going on when I do my situation. You know what I'm saying? I get my little tray out and some sage now. So No smudging, no smudging. Yeah, bro. I'm clearly not doing a haircut thing right. Next, we find Blue making some of the worst looking breakfast ever. Uh, Ralph Andrews should have thrown that crap in the trash, like straight up. He should actually hit the trash can immediately. Parents, you look, your kid's not going to be good at everything. You got to keep it 100 with them. Let them know when they suck. All right. The only, the only positive uh, from that breakfast scene was that Ralph Andrew and Blue didn't actually eat the breakfast, but instead fed it to Darla, who absolutely deserves a shitty breakfast every day of the week. Good job, Ralph Andrew. Don't you eat it, bro. Pass it on. Wow. In the next scene, we find Aunt Vi in Hollywood at the restaurant baking pies. I have no idea what happened in this scene because as soon as they started talking nasty, I hit mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for it, dude. I can't, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? They got to hate. Uh, next is where the episode starts to pick up. The judge hits Francis Boudreaux with that seven-year sentence and everyone celebrates. Don't drop the soap, Francis. I don't even know if that's a thing for women. Oh, is it? Um. No, no. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, Parker's in attendance. The score is now my boo Charlie one, Parker zero. At the premiere of Nova's website, Ralph Andrew informs Nova and Charlie that the folks is trying to seize his and the other black farmers' land. Charlie calls an emergency town council meeting. Uh, nothing gets worked out, but Ralph Andrew puts the city council on notice that they need to get it right and keep it right, or else. In response, Charlie attempts to get a stay to prevent the construction of the highway, and she does just that. Charlie 2, Parker 0. Parker thinks that the two, quote-unquote, badass black women should have a private convo to hash out their differences, you know, squash the beef, call the truth, whatever, you know. Um, and later in the episode, that's exactly what happens. Parker attempts to be pleasant, but Charlie ain't having none of it. They don't see eye to eye. That doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. This combo is a draw. Score is still the same. Elsewhere, Mike is crossing New Gator Zamma. I guess this is a fictional frat, unless I'm just not familiar with it. Wait, I'm sorry. What were those three letters? Can we repeat the three letters? You said Gator. You said Gator. Elsewhere, Mike is crossing New Zeta Gamma. I don't know this frat. I mean, I ain't Greek. I don't know the Greek letters. Nah, you're not Greek, but you're from Louisiana for real. Talk about some Gator. New Gator grammar, whatever. It shouldn't have been crossing nothing. Anyway, um, oh I was hoping to see some hazing. No hazing happened. <laughs> I can already feel Micah is starting to feel himself. He was real crunk after the dude <laughs> with the y'all brother. Was. Like, come on, come on, go, go, whatever he was doing. I was like, bro, chill out, dude. <laughs> just, literally just crossed two seconds ago. Ah, the facts, um, Big Neo yeah. energy. Uh, hopefully in the next episode, he'll get beat up at a frat party. Oh. Mm, that's all I can hope for. Um, <laughs> this episode ends... <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just saying. I don't like Michael. Uh, this episode ends in what has to be the worst moment in Black TV history. I prayed that this moment would never happen. God didn't hear me. While walking along the levee with Dollar, Ralph Angel makes the worst mistake of his life. This fool gets down on one knee and asks Dollar to be his wife. Words can't explain the level of disappointment I had at this moment. I threw my remote through the TV. I've had to order a new one because I don't have a TV now to watch the next episode. But I was so pissed off that I just couldn't control my anger. You know, I've been clearly Ralph Angel has not been listening to my um, advice and predictions, my advictions um, from season one. I told him not to do it. He did it anyway. This was the stupidest moment I've ever seen. I'm disgusted. I luckily it was at the end of the show, so I, could, I had I had already seen the whole show, or else I would have turned it off. <laughs> That's my recap. It was the worst moment in black TV history. I, it's just bad. The worst moment in black TV history? Worst moment in black TV history. Corey's views represent himself. What do you have against black love, Corey? I don't have anything as good black love. But, you know, dysfunctional black love, like, we can't, that's, no, can't promote that. Dude, Corey was so taken aback by this that he missed the la- the the prior ten minutes of stuff that uh, happened before that. I, I, right. I know, <laughs> it was I, like it was I, 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 a whole piece to say. Hey, first off, and... I don't care. Um, <laughs> once they got to the end, I just got too focused on Ralph Angel and Darla. Um, we gonna talk about the other they stuff was looking later. Good at the feast you know, too. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I will say is that I thought St. Joe's stood for St. Joseph's, not St. Josephine's, which I had uh, no idea. I feel like they had never said that. Um, so said that apparently it is Several named times. after a <laughs> black woman, St. Josephine, which is a good thing for black history. Black history, I mean, it's not real, but who cares? Black history, St. Josephine. Well, no, well, St. Josephine is a, real, is a real saint. I looked that up now. Is that Greek too? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just talked about the moment in Black history. Oh, oh right. We went from right, right, right. Awesome moment in Black history too. Yeah. Is it Greek? <laughs> right. Look, I probably well, I don't know the Greek stuff. I don't know Saint Josephine. That could be Greek. Who knows? Baby. I'm, well, listen, with- I, I'm sure the rest of us will disagree with Corey about the worst moment in 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 Black TV history uh, when we get there, but. Recaps Corey style, always entertaining. We appreciate that. <laughs> Ridiculous as it may be. We're going to take a real quick break, but when we come back, we'll be back with The Good, The Bad, and The Rona on Bourbon and Bordelones. All right. Okay, welcome back to Bourbon and Bordelones, and we are back with The Good, The Bad, and The Rona. Yes, The Rona. I know last year we were talking about Nova, but you know this year we're going to ease up off of Nova because the real culprit um, in, in this season, it seems like it's going to be The Rona, and so that's what we're going to focus on. All right, are you guys ready? I'm prepared. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're easing up off of Nova this year because y'all did a lot of hating last year. So it was not hating. Nova was did a lot of hating last year. No, we'll okay. see if that was premature. We might be letting up a little too <laughs> Exactly. Right. Listen, <laughs> okay, TBD. Last season, Nova d- jumped into the dumpster, set her on fire, and then she crawled out. And so we'll see if she stays. All right. Starting off the good, the bad, and the Rona, we'll talk about Nova. And she seems to have, you know, what I thought was a good thing was, you know, the starting afresh, starting new. She She's chopping off her locks. And I feel like she's associating that with all the bad vibes that she brought last season. And so hopefully, you know, this is a sign that Nova will no longer be trash. Why that ceremony, though? Why, why was like, why because was it extra? Still no Nova extra. This is very Nova adjacent. Like, none okay. of that was, was shocking to me. But she like, 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 sage burning. Well, I do yeah, have a question, was... though. 
I have a, I have a random question, and and there's gonna be several hair related things this episode, <laughs> but we'll start with the one to begin. The big chop is a thing, right? That's a that's a thing mm-hmm. for for many women. Is it always a ceremony? Does it typically no. come with a ceremony, or is it just let me like tell you how ceremonious just, you know, this was? Now y'all know I I have had a big fro for many, for many years, all my life. Had hair very long, and I just decided that I wanted to cut it off. Now let me tell you what they did at the salon. You know, usually they take your hair and put it into a nice ponytail and snip it nicely and hand you the ponytail. Did, did I get that? No, I didn't. She took some razor. She took a razor and shaped my hair. And I was looking like I was, you know, the, the Barbie doll um, that that um, Angelica played with on the Rugrats, Cynthia. The Cynthia doll. That's what I looked like when she finished razoring my hair. So no, it's not always a, a you know, a, a ritualistic, ceremonious thing. Ceremonious thing. And J- Janae, you also big chopped recently. I sure did. Just just as unceremonious as you <laughs> described. So no, it's no, no But but I will no say reason. I will say though, but for some people, for some people, particularly people with locks though, like that is a very spiritual journey for them. And so I can't imagine for just thinking of Nova and 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 her uh her ethos I can imagine that her locks were um were a spiritual thing for her and so naturally cutting them off and and this fresh start you know was was very intentional for her to kind of you know go through that ritual of 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 the you know out with the old and with the new right yeah I I mean I this is like you said this is very Nova-esque what she did I would expect no less, but I was right. genuinely interested because, again, I know the big chop is a thing. So I've always wondered if there's more to it. Like it hair does. It symbolizes a lot for mm-hmm. most people. I think, you know, your yeah. hair. Yeah. When I lost my hair, it was very sad for me. Um, <laughs> once it once it took that once it took the exit, it never came back and never Aww. got back on the highway. And it was I'm just so sorry. always like that. But so I never I'm got an silence. opportunity to really. We should just move on. Yeah. I was about to say, but we need a moment of silence. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be a, a, a big deal, but for some people it's a very big some deal. Some people it is. Yeah. I think like Janae said, like locks have a little bit more of an um and they carry an energy sometimes. And, yeah, you know, right. she was ridding herself of that. And so I hope she had some energy to get rid of. She that. sure did. <laughs> and I hope I hope it keeps her out of a dumpster that is on fire. <laughs> All right, moving along to Darla. I I you know, Darla last season had some some trials, you know, a couple, you know, she was dealing with a lot last season. You, we learned some things about Darla. She had some struggles with drugs and alcohol again last season. So it was good to see her this season looking very healthy and like she had a job. Looking real gainfully employed. Looking very gainfully employed. Love to see it. Yo, the way that Ralph Angel looks at Darla. Yes. I mean, every scene with him looking at each other, like, that man, that that's love. He now, loves her. her. He really does. That is, that is the black heart emoji all day long. <laughs> Every time he looks at her, yo. Yeah, they definitely seem pretty happy. Uh, they're doing better. Uh, they they're said, doing well. They say stuff like "I'm happy" to each yeah, other. Yeah, like, right. They, they say that, right? They be, yeah. be like, "I'm happy," and he like, "They look happy." Me too. They happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 look at Corey face. What happiness. Corey? Are we serious right now? We're Wait. very serious. Why? Like, why? Why are we doing this? What is the problem? I mean, so I don't think I don't think being anti Ralph Angel and Darla is being anti black love. Like I would like for Ralph Angel to find a uh, beautiful black woman to uh, marry. Just is that not, not Darla. Why does he not have that? Why is Darla not that? Uh, we just talked about her previous uh, previous with, previous. So previous I, is I'm gonna, last say, I'm gonna say something. Previous yes. is in last season. <laughs> I'm gonna recent. say something that's very Corey. This, this it's slightly pro Corey on this one. On paper. 
every single one of us would tell Ralph Angel to Thank run you. and bow out. Every last one of every us. Every single one of us. But there's a thing called nuance. But, 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 no, but we all also live in the real world. Right. We, we get more the of... It's not the way that things always work it. out. If, like, I bought, if I bought a woman to a get-together and told y'all that last year she was on crack and in an alcohol abuse uh, center... Y'all would be like, Corey, what are you it, doing right now? But that's nah, not where their history agree. begins. That's also not where their <laughs> history begins. said, I don't agree. He does, I don't agree. Jabri's lying. He would agree. absolutely, nah. he would be like, Jabri, Corey, what are you doing right now? There are definitely some questions you would have to ask. I, I, <laughs> I would ask you if you've asked yourself these questions. Like, are you going to be prepared for some possibly some bumps in the road, right. et cetera, like that? I mean, because that's how it's going to be. It's not going to be completely in the past ever. So, you know, you got to ask yourself these questions. But if you're, if you're comfortable, I would support you. I'd be like, Corey, are you sure? If you was like, yeah, I'd be like, cool. Right. Okay. But he That's also he, their history extends be, beyond her being addicted to drugs. Like they've been with each other since they were like teenagers. So I mean, the fact that they have the that history that they do, and he's chosen to stick with her through it all, and now they're you know in a space. If, if one of my partners came up to me and this was the what he outlined with for the woman that he was interested in, I'd be like, Nah, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> like, now, is this a partner of yours that had been in prison for a couple years too, or <laughs> and okay? I- Okay. I'm only saying because everybody got a passbook. On paper, everybody's been through some things, and Ralph Angel has also been through some things. If you remember when the show started, my man didn't even have custody of his son, Ooh. who we find out eventually was not Ooh, his you son. You really hate to see technically. it. Technically, I'm just saying everybody mm. has a past. Darla and Ralph Angel are probably, actually, if you want to be real, the two people who have been through the most and worked through the absolute most in order to get to the places they are on this show. They might be equally yoked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're redemption. They're All literally right. redemption stories. The two of them are both individuals who have a past they had to overcome in order to get to the point. Because they're both, it seems like, hopefully, at this point, both actively productive members of society who happen to love each other a lot and want the best for their child. Period. They seem happy together. Ralph Angel started out the episode reading a book about fathering a brilliant child. Well, one more thing. I just want to. I just want to to note... Um, right before we started recording this episode, I just came across on Twitter a, a video of Bianca Lawson receiving an Ivy Park box. And baby, Bianca Lawson don't age for nothing. Mm, she Sis was so looking good. good. That's she all. So yeah. good. If y'all yeah. didn't see it, I'll, I'll, I'll post it on the Twitter. I'll <laughs> retweet it on the Twitter because y'all got to see. I was like, Darla. Yeah, been fine a long time. A long time. Okay. All my life. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Legitimately. Casey my whole and JoJo life. style all my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, it's real. Okay, moving on. So the real spot, Hollywood's dream spot, is, is still underway. Um, we saw them talking about it and working on it. But, you know, also underway is Hollywood and Vi's uh, sex life. Um, we know that they were having um, some issues with that last season. And we can see that they are alive and well and spicy with it. Ew. I could have dealt without, but you know what? That maybe that's my own bias. But it re- it really seems like by living her best life as a as an older woman with a thriving relationship and a thriving sex life. So I mean, you know, love to see it. I think that's real, and I don't think we see that we don't. enough because you know because we shouldn't see it because it, it doesn't need to be seen. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, in the well, spirit sure, of depicting it, it real life. Good, yes. And the, right. I think I think it makes sense. Yeah. Could, yeah. could they be in love without being sexual though? Can, I mean, Mama gotta I'm, have I'm a life what if they not though? Right. What if they I'm, are sexual? I'm, I'm here for the love. No, like, why not induce in... it? Like why pretend like that's not part of <laughs> right. the Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know it, if this it, is what it, 50, it, look, 60, uh, 60 like years old. They do. You're just flirting. Like it was just it was just 
it was just a married couple flirting. A married couple who still has that spark flirting. That's well, no, they doing. actually set up some schedule. Were they, were yeah. they, were they not setting no, no, up? But, yeah, it was well, a, it I mean, was 20 minutes. see nothing is my point. Yeah, he, right, he, right, he was right, like, right. She's like, well, because he was like, yo, I'm trying to give you Hollywood's afternoon delight. And she yes. was, you know, he's like, all I need is 10 I did laugh, though, when he said, <laughs> all I need is 10 minutes. I ain't got I ain't nothing, got nothing to, prove. to prove. I was like, my man. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, oh, yes, you do. And I'm like, and my man was like, wait, what? I, I thought that was awesome. I actually, yeah. really, I actually really enjoyed that part. Corey, you needed this because you're learning something. Like, you didn't, <laughs> say, no, you didn't know that they still get down. You know, you're actually uh, getting your eyes opened a little bit. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I, it did make me a little uncomfortable, but I had to ask myself why. There's, there's no reason for me to feel uncomfortable. That's what they do. That's their business. It's happening. It's real life, like y'all said. And so good for them. I'm glad. Moving on to Micah. I guess our good friend Micah, he has ditched the Killmonger hairstyle. I was I did not like it. Um, so I'm very much appreciative of the nice fade. And also, <laughs> I, I, I love, he has really nice gold chains that he's wearing. He's been wearing those chains, Corey, right? Yeah, he's just been wearing uh, those for the, for ever since last season, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like he him. probably, I mean, I feel like he's being artificial with it. You know, he, he's trying. It's not. You think no. he's trying to prove, you think he got something to prove? Oh, he definitely has something to prove. We'll <laughs> he got plenty to prove. But Micah stays fly, though. He always got the fly fits say. and everything on. Like, this just part of his thing. He's like, he's like an 18-year-old college kid. Yeah. With money. With money like let's rich. be clear. He's rich. On a HB, presumably HBCU campus. I mean, that's part of the course. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, also, you know, also on Micah, he became a new man. Um, while at college, assuming he's at Xavier. Um, I, and I did, you know, check the landscape of what was going on in the camp. It looked like an HBCU. I saw all black kids. So maybe he's, you know. He must have got a waiver. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> oh, the pledge. Uh, yeah, maybe I mean, that money, HBCUs that money talks. don't, typically at HBCUs, you got to be in your second, you have to have like 30 hours to, in order to get online. I think perhaps at, at, at white schools, maybe that's not the case. But mm-hmm. I know at HBCUs is typically ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't no freshman pledging. He could have didn't. it though. He could have it because it's second semester. He probably got some AP credits. I mean, he probably doing. He probably you know showed up you know with uh, half a year or something like that. You know, so he oh, could okay. he could have his hours. So and they I didn't should. necessarily say Xavier. I don't know that he's necessarily at Xavier. To be honest. I I will wait to I'll hold my my judgment there. Yeah, but he, he may not be any, at Xavier. He didn't wear yeah, any I mean, like yeah, college. I'm real curious about that though. Like I'm assuming I'm I'm assuming it's an HBCU though. I'm assuming he is there. You're all right. He you are right, Jabri. He could have showed up. I did. Like I showed up to I showed up to 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 Morehouse with I want to say at least a semester's worth of hours. Maybe not a full semester. Maybe like twelve because of AP courses and stuff like that and stuff I just tested into. So I guess it is uh-huh. possible. It is possible. They wasn't so. pledging for real. They wasn't even height order in height order when they crossed. So. <laughs> I did notice that too. I did notice that too. But, you know what? but they, they, I think the point was he's in a frat, not yeah. the process of getting into the frat. Child, they yeah, the frat is the part of, of the, the frat is part of the identity of Micah now, and they needed to get to that quickly. That's fair. That's fair. And I, you know, I did appreciate. Probably a band frat or something. Nerd Don't frat. do that. Don't do that. Chess, chess look. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. My bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, Janae. Word oh, top what? beta sigma, Kappa Kappa Psi. Thank you so much. Okay, carry so on. So what I did, I, what I, I did know was interesting that. about that was maybe they're gonna have a probate show, like an outdoor one in the middle of campus at some point. But maybe yeah. the Rona is gonna is gonna have. I don't know. I, I, yeah. It, it was it was it was a lot of questions I had about about that part. 
in particular. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think it was just like, yeah, Mike is in the frat, and that's that's part of his identity. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see how my man Micah works through that one. Oh, his identity changed immediately as soon as he uh, finished <laughs> being in the frat. He was immediately Mike's tougher. Like, and, I did, Pete. Uh, though I did, Pete. He that. got a lot more hyper. He was, he was, yeah, he was a whole new person. He's a neo. He's a neo. He's supposed to be. Everybody's yeah. hyped that first little, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of it. Right. He's eight weeks down, six to eight weeks down. So, so yeah. whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Get that He's 18 years old moment. or whatever. Yeah. Let him live. One of the things I noticed as I'm, I'm not Greek and, you know, as a non-Greek person, I don't know how actual Greeks feel, felt about this, but I did, I, for one, appreciated the fact that they didn't show um, a bunch of hazing and all of that stuff. I, I wonder how Greeks feel about fraternities and sororities often being portrayed as, you know, like that, that being like the bulk of what they show about the, about the organization. So I, I, I appreciated them not showing that, that process. The worst thing that happened to him was he had to go off the phone with his mom. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like hey, bro, it's time to go. Go off the phone with your mom. Right. Well, and he had to stop doing his homework. <laughs> right. Really right. impressed about doing his work. And Those like, were the two things that happened. Right. But, you know. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen some of the hazing or just some of what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see his response to a tough situation. I'm so sure that, New Zeta that. Gamma is a non-hazing organization. Micah got to keep his beard. He got to keep his hair. Like that's my man real. was, you know, he was he was still. It's he was out in public in, in the common areas, just chilling. Their membership education process was very above board. Yeah, non-hazing it, it, organizations. It, 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 the year of our Lord, 2021 or 20. <laughs> congrats, to, congrats to Micah though. Micah, congrats. Micah's a new congrats. man. Congrats to Micah. Micah what, what was his number? Was number four? Number, number five? He should have been the ace. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely the ace. Like, he was definitely the ace. But, you know, on that line anyway. But, you know, okay. Go, Micah. Congrats to All right. Him. Before um, we get off of this, I want to ask y'all, like, why do y'all think it's not Xavier? Because I thought last year they definitely said it was Xavier versus Hartford, right? It was. Well, so, that's like, where, yeah. I what just, makes you think it might not be Xavier? I mean, they just didn't say so. They just they oh, okay. just didn't say it. And I don't know if I'm just one of those people who be watching and looking out for every little detail. And, you know, if they ain't say it, it's just open for interpretation. So that was my, there was no real other indication that it wasn't Xavier. I just oh, okay. know they didn't say it. Yeah. Okay. And mine was purely based on him pledging as a freshman. Okay. Like, it was 100% based on that because everybody who goes to HBCUs knows that doesn't happen. That's just not what happened. I thought maybe you knew the campus or something. Okay, I was just asking. No, I so yeah, um, I was trying to see if there were any any like little clues about what campus they were using that like mm-hmm. it was supposed to like trigger one of those or like a signal one of those, but I couldn't I couldn't tell. Okay, hmm. I right. thought maybe that might have been a compromise. Like maybe I don't. I mean, not that Xavier's a bad school, but I mean Charlie was so gung ho about him going to Harvard, but. Uh, Michael wanted to stay close to the community, so I don't know if there's some other prestigious university in Louisiana that he stayed close to. I don't know. We'll see. She did but. say something a little slick too, like you might as well have gone to Harvard. Well, yeah, that, that, that was about him not seeing not her. Calling her. Yeah, that's true. I do wonder if my man's a photography major though. Let's <laughs> hope not. Did he declare a major already? He's already pledging. I mean, well, he's he's ahead of the curve. So yeah. we'll see. We shall see. Now, um, our good sis uh cousin Francis Boudreaux is going to jail. Period. Locked up seven years in the pen, Miss Girl. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that that white on white crime that we saw between her and the baby. Judge. The judge yeah, broke her down. Who judge. is her lawyer? Who is her lawyer? Like she was not helping her cause by speaking up at that time. Like, if you yeah. go maintain your innocence after conviction, you should probably just sit down. 
Like Sistrin is probably, time to apologize. She probably heard her sentence. She, it was probably five years before that speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had too much dip on her chip and, and got another two thrown on there. She was wait. In the moment, judges much. can do that. They can just like the the discretion of your sentence is on the judge in the hmm. moment until they can, they've given you until they've given you the sentence. Oh, they wow. can decide. I mean, I was, even, the, right. The judge even said like it's a it's a favor to you. We doing this closed door session because of your previous standing in the community, but. She, yeah, it was, I enjoyed that. I was also weak at the way everybody like kikied after the sentence came down. Yeah, they like, were they hooping were, and hollering up they in was their car. Up, they was high Somebody they said, don't let the good Lord. Yes. <laughs> all the little comments in the back were all the, pro- all the you're going to jail comments that you would make. Like, they all said, don't let the door hit you in a good Lord. <laughs> I was like, y'all better be excited. Oh Come my on, gosh. celebrate. <laughs> Yeah. No, that, that was, was hilarious to me. That was I real good. That. And I appreciate it because you don't normally see old white women going to prison. And yeah, they decided that to put too. that into they decided to put that in the show. Like at the hands of another white woman. At the hands of another white woman. Yeah. It was yeah, sad. That was good to me. <laughs> it was what I needed to see after the year that 2020 was. was and like, and they showed up fly too. Charlie and that that blue dress that Charlie had on. Yeah, she mm-hmm. Listen, pop out, sis. Y'all yeah. They look pop good. Out, look good. And the, and the new wig, that old nasty yeah, bob. The, the nasty bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Now we're we're at Calvin now. We see we see Calvin at, at Nova's um launch of her True Papers website. Um and Calvin's conversation, and this is not necessarily good or bad, it was just an observation. They're having a conversation about being a police officer and, you know, a good cop, bad cop thing. I just really feel like it's a setup for um some of the future interactions that we may be having or in the summertime since this is set you know kind of in our in lat in 2020 so i feel like we'll be bringing that good cop bad cop thing back up and especially since nova is so involved in the community um she's already received some type you know negativity around her dating a cop um, from people in her community so we'll see how that plays out i just thought that was an interesting little um interesting banter between calvin and and that one guest yeah calvin i mean he at least seems to be you know holding his own the best he can I feel like Mm -hmm. it's it's working out as best as could be expected (laughs) Mm -hmm. in terms of of Nova dating a white cop and you know even though what he tell old girl uh we all good in the hood and then he dapped her up I was like you tried it sir you really tried tried it it. um (laughs) he didn't say in the hood I don't believe I I think he did he said said, said, we all good in the hood now he said we're all good now which no, is almost Jabri. as bad, but he did not say we're in the hood. I yes, he did, Jabri. Listen, I will, I will happily stand corrected, but in, listen, checks and notes. That he just said we all good in the hood. I, I, go I, I think he was being sarcastic. If that's what, if that's what he said, no, that's too. bad. If that's what he really said, <laughs> and then I, can't, he I can't defend that. I think he was being sarcastic. He did dapper. He did dapper. I did see that, yes. Because later on, he said he tries too hard. Yeah. She was like, you do be trying too hard, but at least you're trying. But I, I, in my head, it was in the hood, too. I have to go back and watch that again. But I, that's what I heard. It's three against one, Jabri. Listen, I might have missed it. I hope hey. it wasn't in the hood, but I heard that. I was like, now, Ooh. sir. And then, and then the <laughs> dad, too. I was like, and I was baby. like, ooh, we. Reel it in. Let's that. reel it in. Let's <laughs> reel it in. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I, I guess you kind of have to be, when you're a cop, you can't expect people to respect. Like, if you take that job, people don't respect you. People don't like you. It is what it is. Like, period. Just, you got to get over it. So, He's been a good sport, whatever. Um, we'll see. All right. So moving on. It was for me, let's talk about Nova and Charlie's relationship. I know they had some issues obviously last season. Um, 
rightfully so. But it was nice to see them coming back, you know, and banding together to defeat the the Beckington group. Um, Nova came through in the clutch with that Oklahoma research that she had done and presented to the judge on Charlie's behalf um, at when they were, you know, in, at the hearing, I guess. So that was nice. What'd you guys think about the the sister support? Yeah, we kind of glossed over it a little bit, but I guess Nova, the launch of Nova's new publication, you know, True Papers, I guess that was the one of the first stories from there, the, the story that she did of the, the town in Oklahoma. So, I mean, it's it's nice that she's using her powers for good and, and, and showed up as the the, the pseudo uh, co-counsel at the hearing. Oh, is, is uh, that what they were talking about in the video when yeah. they were saying, I grew okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't make that connection. Okay. You know, being able to, you know, show that tie between what the Beckinson group had done other places and and what they were possibly going to do in St. Joe. And I thought it was really interesting because they said that the town in Oklahoma was going to be a cancer alley. And I looked up because I felt like I heard that term before. And cancer alley is actually a real thing. It's like a stretch of land between New York, I'm not New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Mm. That's like a bunch of chemical plants that actually used to be like sugarcane farms. So mm. I thought that was like an interesting tie of like a very intentional, you know, usage of that phrase cancer alley to kind of, you know, draw that real world tie back to the what's really happening in the community. Come on. But yeah, it's dope that no, <laughs> I'm be trying to, you know. <laughs> bring it all together but um no I mean yeah I'm, I'm glad Nova is, is 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 holding her sister down finally <laughs> right <laughs> like right. it's about time she was giving big hater energy last season but you know we've moved on any gentlemen any thoughts it was good to see them teamed up I mean they were working together they were on the same side Nova contributed positively <laughs> you know so um that is she ahead of the game you know from for last year you know where she was mostly subtracting she added she added this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I um everything that Nova does for me gets like I'm always looking for the side eyeable moment in it, you know, like waiting for mm-hmm. I feel like she was she's so down on the scoreboard, like she's working her <laughs> way back up. So I can't be her wins aren't like total wins for me. Yeah. It's just working her way back up to like zero. But I was glad to see her moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, we we are now at the um the the Saint what was it called the Saint Joe's the feast of Saint Joe's the feast of Saint Joe's yes um I just it was just interesting I love the way that people in Louisiana celebrate and yeah. really show reverence for their ancestors and you don't really see that in other states and in other cultures um I just really love it yeah I do too I I enjoy seeing that type of I know like New Orleans is probably the most african-centric city mm-hmm. in the nation in general yeah. there's congo square in the middle of new orleans you know like it's it has it's a very ritualistic place yeah. one that pays yeah. a lot of homage to all of the all of the 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 influences from everybody who ended up there so i always appreciate seeing us that new Orleans is my favorite city in america like Mine hands too. down it's my favorite city to go to because of Corey's family you know i got to i got to visit New Orleans for the first time in my life in the, you know, for the Bayou Classic. And ever since then, we did my, we did my bachelor party there. We actually went on a (laughs) plantation tour during my bachelor party weekend. And, um, (laughs) and it was still dope. You know, you, who, who would think to go to a plantation for a bachelor party, but it ended up being a lot of fun. I don't think either one, neither one of y'all made it, huh? Both of y'all was like done after the night before that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think. I wow. didn't make it to the plantation myself <laughs> because the, the night before, the night before uh, was I was out of commission. Wild ride, boy. Yeah, that was a wild night. Spare um, us the details, but, please. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all learned a lot. Y'all came back with knowledge. I yeah, remember you telling was, us what happened. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you told me all about it. 
<laughs> and, and, and interestingly, the main thing we learned is that a lot of the plantations actually tell the stories from the slave perspective. Like we, mm. the plant, the the, That's the plantation that we went to, so many white people were upset because everything starts with slavery there. Like every tour that we went on in, in the entire place invoked the the slave aspect of it in telling the story. Well, and I remember expecting? listening to a couple of white people being like, "I didn't come here for this." And it made they come happy. For? I was genuinely happy about that. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> You didn't come here for this, but you know what? You got it. You're on the same bus <laughs> I'm on, they, so now you stuck. So what anyway. they were expecting. Hmm, that, that I mean, but what? Why would you expect that at a plantation? Right? You think you're going to a plantation in the south of all places? In and we 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 went. Uh, we drove by the Candyland Plantation, which was in um, Django Unchained and stuff like that. Mm, like, yeah. there's like a plant. It's um, Corey probably know better. It's is it Plantation Road or something like that or whatever. There's like a there's some road that has like a ton of plantations yeah. on it. Yeah, I forget um, the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it was just fascinating to see that. But seeing the way that the tours are are run, it's like young black kids run. And the one the one that we went to Oak Alley, there was like young black kids running the tours, and mm. even in the house, they're telling it was just, it was fascinating. Like it was a genuinely fascinating thing. But, but point long story short, Louisiana is one of the blackest states in the nation, despite yeah. being one of the whitest states in the nation too. So. Like the whole new world, I love the way that they do things in New Orleans because of how they pay homage to everything and and, and ancestral stuff. Yeah, and then we also learned that Charlie. Did we? I don't know if we already knew this that Charlie was the first Black Councilwoman in the history of St. Joe's Parish. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which was also I don't know, a, a dope I don't know if they mentioned that. Uh, and I was trying to check the race of the other the other non white lady that was on the council. I was trying to figure out if she was light skinned or if she was like uh, <laughs> Asian or white or something like that. Because I, as soon as I, I, I watched it on repeat, I went to go back and check on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I really appreciated the that um, highlight, so it was good to see. And finally, for the good, wrapping up the good, you know, I, I just really feel like Dollar Bordelone has a really nice ring to it. Dollar, oh. Dollar Bordelone. Dollar Bordelone. Who is that? Okay, Dollar Bordelone. Okay. Yeah. It's a very romantic uh, name. I thought the proposal was. Yeah, they would have a good time saying that at the AA meeting next month. Like, uh, <gasps> Dollar, <laughs> Dollar Bolonna, <laughs> speak up, tell your story. Yeah, it's going to wow. go well at the AA meeting. You are very problematic. <laughs> well, I thought it was noteworthy in the proposal that Ralph Angel didn't even say, will you marry me or will you be my wife? But he said, will you give me the privilege mm. of becoming your, your husband? husband? And I said, I know that is correct, Ralph Angel. They make a new fool every day. My mom <laughs> make a new fool every day. Wow. But I think that says a lot to how highly he thinks of Darla and, and, and what she contributes and brings to his life and their family and their son. <laughs> what? What is she Which is love. He said that oh, Darla he is his it. superpower. He said yeah. that he makes or she makes him uh, create more love. Makes him give love to others. Of, uh, he did. That was a hell. That was a, it. Was a hell of a proposal in terms of just how he expressed to her yeah. why. He wanted her to do the privilege, like like why he wanted the privilege of being her husband, because of what she does for him, how she mm-hmm. makes him feel, how and it also, it's like a callback to how he was looking at her every time. Like he was, you could tell he was thinking about this stuff now in in retrospect. Every time he's yeah. looking at her, he's thinking about forever, mm-hmm. even when he's at the dinner table praying. Yeah. And he does, he can't say yeah. and my right. And he's like, like, he's almost mad. He can't say my wife, my, whatever. Yeah. Like right. he wants to say it. 
you know. So it, I thought it was it was really well done. Like they 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 getting darling Ralph Angel right. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Really well done. You know, we don't like to acknowledge too much that this is just a TV show, but um, <laughs> it is because you know, these are our friends. These are like our real friends. Our people. But exactly. um, I'm going I'm to step outside the bubble, peek behind the curtain just a little bit and shout out Anthony Sparks, who wrote this episode, you know, hey. and I don't know exactly how they work together. I don't know who's responsible for each and every little line, but, you know, he he got the writing credit for this episode. But the line from Ralph Angel, where he says, he says, it ain't right unless it's you and me. Mm. Right. And. That's how you're supposed to feel about your person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't right unless... If you would be okay if y'all broke up, then y'all probably know what y'all think y'all are. Probably you know what I mean? It's not what you think it is. If you said, if we broke up, I'd be straight. Nah, it ain't right unless it's you and me. And I thought they really hit the nail on the head with that line right there, especially. So, yeah. yeah I think that's cool. right when I threw my remote. Yeah, right when he said that. That's right <laughs> when I, talked to him, I was like, oh, this, this dude tripping. okay well you know that was a great um a great wrap up to the good now let's move on over to the bad i thought i was the bad okay baby no (laughs) Uh, that wasn't the terrible the good that was the terrible no what was terrible was every time parker showed up on my screen it was bad vibes What's, what's the song? Every time I sing, I get a bad time. I hated her. Every time I see you, Parker, I get a bad, in the back of the courtroom, just looking snaky. Every time I see you, it's bad vibes. From it was that moment. It was the moment in the when when she met Charlie at the at the mill, and she t- from one black woman to another. Baby girl, we're not gonna do this. Yeah, this is not what we right. about to do. Because she's representing time. the Beckington group. I mean, don't don't give me uh, that you represent anything black when you come up here rapping the Beckington group. Now, <laughs> now, I don't think I don't think it's unintentional that you know Becky. So, oh wow! wow. <laughs> like, I don't, that was absolutely unintentional. I don't think that's unintentional. I don't think that's unintentional. I'm guessing that was absolutely unintentional. No, you know what? I don't know. I have a question, like, cause I'm, I am, okay, I'm confused. So we found out, not only does Parker work for the Beckinson group, but we found out that she was Sam Landry's daughter. And yeah. initially, like Sam had tried to make it seem like he had no relationship with her when he was talking to Aunt Vi about it. But of course he found out that was a lie. He knew about her and she knew about him and he chose to keep her away from St. Joe, I guess, until like, you know, the time was right or whatever. But like, my question is like, does anybody else know that she's Sam Landry's daughter? Because like, she's not like this shadowy figure that, you know, isn't present in the community. Like she's popping up this place and defending court cases over here. And I just feel like, this is something that the townspeople should know. Like, has this information not been divulged? Because I just don't understand how she's not met with like instant booze everywhere she goes. <laughs> like, like legit tomato, tomato. Like, where? <laughs> why yeah. does no one care that she's Sam Landry's daughter? Like, shouldn't I tell you everything you need I'm to know? Nobody knows. I don't right? think they know. Yeah, that's think, a, why not? No, why that's would a they good know? question. Today. Why would they know? Uh, but what's her name? Is her name? Her name is Parker Campbell. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, I don't think they she know. got her mama name. Yeah. yeah. How would they know? Nobody's gonna know. I, but know? Charlie knows, and so I guess I don't know if I save that for the eviction piece or what. But I'm I'm just trying to figure out like is she That's holding that question. to the test intentionally? Yeah. Because I would have been let the town look. Don't trust this girl. Like Sam Landry's daughter. Need y'all to know. Like. Yeah. 
It feels maybe like that's something that she's gonna bust it out. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Are you representing yourself or are you representing or your father? Though? Right. Exactly. Is, exactly. You know, <laughs> it is interesting. You you are right about that. Now that you say that, because it seems like it would be a card that you would use early because it would dead immediately everything else that you're doing. Like Gotta you know, Charlie's built. very strategic. She's very yeah. And this is this kind of leads into my Parker hot take. They're like two sides of the same. They're, they're like on the opposite team, but they're the same person, right? If Charlie's working for you and she has no scruples, she's Parker. Like literally, like she's yeah. <laughs> finding yeah. whatever little way that she can to to win her point. Like Corey said that that uh, Charlie was up two to zero, whatever it was. But you know, Parker Parker landed some punches too. Now, like she knows exactly when to drop certain news, exactly when mm-hmm. to come in and do things. I mean, she says all the right things. She's she's coy. She's you know, she's prim and proper enough, but she's also, like, signaling, like, I'm here to whip your ass. I'm here to take you out. Like, it's, you know, it's very Charlie-esque in the I will not lose aspect of yeah. how she plays the game. Except she so, has no morals. So they basically are the 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 untethered versions of each other. <laughs> like, you you hit that you hit that nail on the head last time you said that, and um, they really are. That, so that's my hot take. I, Charlie and Parker are more alike than they're different. Basically. That's true. They're, they're the same person, as far as I'm concerned. It's just... Charlie is my boo and Parker is not. <laughs> if you trade them, you're getting similar results. Yeah, you yeah. right. You you get you get a results oriented yeah. individual yeah. who knows how to win and knows when to play, like knows when to play what cards in order to win. And like they might be down for a second, but they don't stay down. Like they get yeah. down for a minute before they go into survival mode. So y'all saying like they don't know who Parker's father is. Like who who who, who would that information matter to? Well, I don't want to like skip ahead, but I was mainly thinking like specifically though at the end when they were um when she got up at the at the St. Joe's feast and you know was announcing uh, the news the and piece, yeah. I mean like at this point like I just don't even understand like she's walking up on the stage and like getting applause and I'm like boo this girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, nobody likes no. the landries and say no no black people right. like the landries right, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, don't, they can't know was Frances Boudreaux Sam Landry's sister or see Sam Landry's sister either, by the way <laughs> she but, definitely but, call her auntie but to Sam but Sam made it seem like that he was the only one because that there was a lot going on there Sam made it seem like nobody in the family knew that he had this daughter and then when it came out that he actually did know that you know he had this daughter and that he made the choice to keep her from St. Joe's it made me wonder did the family even know that he had been in contact uh, with okay. you know with old girls so I don't so know she, if that was just, just a hotshot lawyer that works for the Beckington group exactly and nobody uh, interesting so I don't know how that I don't know how that's gonna tie in or or, or so when Charlie's that sitting information on the nuclear codes and they using them yeah. yeah, and there has to be a reason for that, but that was just very frustrating to me. She every didn't want to tear her sister her. down. That's why. Shut your child. She kicked the whole barrel. When she kicked the barrel, I'm like, why, why did you do that, heels. Charlie? Why did no, you do that? But they have it in private, though, right? She didn't cuss her out at the courthouse. Uh, she didn't. No. You know she didn't shake her hand when when she tried to shake her hand. Like she don't she don't mess with Parker. She's not a fan of hers publicly or privately. No, not really. So speaking of Parker, and speaking of this whole eminent domain seizure by the Beckington group let's t- let's talk about that moment at at St. Jo- the feast of St. Joe's when I tell you my jaw hit the ground when Parker got up there and said thanks to Councilwoman Bordelon's good work talking about how they were changing the highway plans to run t- now through the cemetery instead of running through the farmlands shot what kind of she's an evil lady she's just an evil lady and I don't understand how she was even able to get up there and and announce that when that had not 
Charlie did not like she didn't know about that or approve it. See, that's how, that's how she's Charlie. She come through in the clutch. Like she she laid down her she laid down her <laughs> her, her cards like yeah. Unsettled Charlie. Charlie. But so here's the other question I had though, and this is and this kind of a curiosity I had. I wonder if y'all thought about this. You can't just run a highway through a cemetery without creating another cemetery for the same cemetery you're destroying, right? Like you can't just they're gonna have to move it now. They can relocate to, the bodies. In in a in in my previous employee. I used to work on cost estimates for things such as how much it costs to build a cemetery or to establish a cemetery. It's like 15 mil, like someone someone in that realm to actually do it. And then you have to move the the coffins or whatever from one cemetery. That, in, in Louisiana, that's even more difficult <laughs> right. because of the low yeah. land mass, because of the, the, the uh, sea level. And everything is in, uh, what do you call those? Cream, um, mausoleums Crips, and stuff yeah, like that. They're above, yeah. above ground coffins. Yeah, like so they're going to have to move that. So I thought it was interesting. Everybody was like, are you going to let her, you know, my family's still buried there. Well, they're still going to be buried somewhere. You know, it's just going, they're going to move it. So that was the first thing I thought. I was like, I mean, this, I is, this is. sucks. But right. they're going to, you know, this thing is going to happen one way or the other. It seems like if you got to run it through something, running it through a cemetery that you're going to end up having to move. Right. Seems like almost a compromise. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, look, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't want to lose your farm, right? Like, you got to lose something. It's got to go through somewhere. Like, just relocate the cemetery. Like, they're not going to just throw the bodies out. Like, they just relocate them. They, but, they'll still be buried. But the average person doesn't know and understand that. But also, we just had this discussion about how New Orleans is, you know, so, you know, spiritual and connected to, you know, Africa. Like, I'm sure that's that's like sacred ground. Like, it's not even so much about a logistical thing. Like, it's just this is where my people are. This is their final resting place. Let them rest. Like, don't be doing all like people don't even like to, you know, get people exhumed for autopsies post death and things like. So you talk about relocating a whole, you know, generations and generations of family. Like, I'm sure that's a very you know that's not something that anybody's interested in either but even beyond that like the they don't want the highway and saint like don't they want it in a whole nother parish anyway like it's not about whether or not to bring the highway to saint joe's like they don't want it there and there is a parish that does want it there and so they're so gung-ho about bringing this highway to saint josephine's when they could just put it where the where is a saint james like but, they want the highway, but but yeah. but maybe maybe just because they don't want it, don't mean they don't need it, right? Sometimes the, the people don't know what they need, right? So maybe they're cool with living in the 18th century lifestyle and being farm hands for the rest of their life, <laughs> but maybe they could be reintroduced to the Parker. modern day. Parker, uh, Parker, uh, what, what? How did you get on this podcast? I'm just thinking like a, I'm saying like maybe they want to do something other than farm for the rest of their life, and you know. Running a highway through the city could open up potential, you know, commercial opportunities, which which then open All right, up. What I will say is that's that's complete nonsense. Everybody who knows highways always run through and destroy black parts of town. So like it's it every mm-hmm. highways mm-hmm. historically have been used for for in uh segregational purposes and stuff like that. Look at but, Atlanta. So even even though well, look at DC, I mean every yeah. city where when the highway system where's, built, where's the highway sto- restoring anything in DC, two ninety five ran through the black yeah, parts of town. It's that's not, real. Like three ninety five ran through the slums and created new black parts of town. Well, what it did was it separated the black parts of town from the non black parts of town. That's how it happens in most cities. And most if you actually look at the history of the transportation systems and the, the, the interstate system, and you see where they built and where they were allowed to build, it's always been in places that were intended to separate the black parts of town from the more affluent parts of town. That's 
That's that. That's just facts. It's just but the way it works out. My my thing with the the cemetery is logistically, I get how that works. I also think it was just a way of putting of like knocking Charlie off her square. Like there's yeah. no way that's gonna work, right? But it was a way of of publicly putting her in the hot seat of in course. a way that she hopes is like a leverage point because that's how Parker gets down. Why was everybody clapping for that announcement too? Like when she was like. Yeah, we're gonna move it. We're gonna put it somewhere different, and it's gonna affect fewer farms. Everybody's like, "Yes, yes," but like, wouldn't people been sitting there thinking, like, "Well, can I see the new plan to see where it's gonna go next?" Like, the f- people were, it was uh, like the initial. The it farmers was, it was be getting on my nerves. <laughs> they do because they don't know what they want. <laughs> they don't know stupid. what they want. They do, I'm not even gonna call. Don't them call them stupid. They I'm are not stupid. Call them they are. Stupid. Look, Charlie is the only person. Maybe Charlie- simple. <laughs> but see, but they be they be too ready to jump down my sis Charlie throat, and I just need them to exactly. learn how to peep game. Like Charlie ain't been the one that's been carrying the team over the, the goal line on her one. back since day one. So y'all really think she'd be down with this, knowing that right. y'all would have this type of issue with it? Like just relax. Like they Everybody be ready to down. jump ship all the time. Like yeah. chill they, out, bro. They, they, nah, they irritating. <laughs> they, they be ready to turn on her quickly. And I'm like, she the Real only quick. one working on y'all behalf. She don't exactly. put any brain power to this shit. Y'all can't. Y'all don't have no nothing to add to this all y'all do is complain <laughs> <laughs> every time she do something y'all got a problem with it, yeah. it i got a worse. slight caveat to this that's a good that's in the bad section because when they did that um the city council meeting it was really dope to see ralph angel basically yeah. give charlie all her props yeah and her flowers are like like charlie it ain't got it ain't always got to be on be you. you it's everybody up here like you oh it ain't supposed to be on you right, when he first this. said like, that though i thought he was about to go i appreciate you for real like I was like, yeah, I, I thought, I thought was he was too. too. And then, but he flipped it. He was like, "Yo, I appreciate you for real. Like, like I see what you do. Everybody well, else. What about the, the rest of y'all? Because yeah. yeah, at times I, it does seem like it's yeah. Charlie working by herself against the whole other everybody team. else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, where's the other people with brains in, in, this, in this organization? Like, why can't they all work together to to figure this out? Because the other like, black man Charlie, was complaining. Okay. Oh, oh was it Jackson Fontenot or Fontenot? Jackson Fontenot. Jackson Fontenot. She's calling me late, bro. I thought we trying to watch the Lakers game, man. She messing it up. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I really wish I knew what time it was. I really wish I knew what time the actual meeting happened because he said the middle of the night. He said but, middle of the night. But that, like that could have been know, 9 o'clock. That, that mean, yeah, that's what middle of the night means, 9 o'clock. <laughs> right, it could have right. been 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just been mad inconvenienced and was very upset about it. <laughs> All right, so one last thing about the band. We talked about, you know, we talked about Calvin already, but I just want to—I just want to rewind back. Let's talk about the presence of the interracial relationship here. Now, interracial relationships inherently, I do not have an issue with, but I think there are just some issues that 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 present some learning curves. Um, <laughs> number one, first of all, Calvin—the disrespect of Nova's silk pillowcase. Now, I supposed to disrespect the pillowcase? Yes, I, I didn't think that this. was racial. That's not. It, it was. It's, yeah, break I, it down. Yeah. I now, elaborate on that. Initially, initially, I felt like it was something that you know, I, I, I assumed that black men knew not to touch and not, not to mess with their women's silk pillowcase. I thought that y'all understood that it was sacred, but apparently, in the conversation, you know, prior to this meeting, y'all did not know either. And so, you, you know, <laughs> I just, I felt like. Why y'all get to have a good pillowcase? Well, look. I'm you can have one too if you want. You, may, you too may have a good pillow. You may have one. <laughs> so, right. So here's the thing. Give me the I'm not pillow. saying <laughs> we don't know. What I am <laughs> suggesting is it's a t- it's a it's a it's something you have to point out. It's something that you need to make known because everybody doesn't understand how that works. Different different women, different black women have different hair textures, different styles, different ways that they they wrap their hair. Some do, some don't. 
I don't know that everybody has a silk a silk pillowcase for that specific purpose. So that's not that. My point was that's not an interracial thing. Okay. That's a that's a, a a black woman all men thing. Okay. That needs to be in the, like if they've had that conversation before, he should just know better. But yeah. she said you need to add that to the list of things yes. that he just needs to know. So okay. they haven't so had I, that I'll take I'll take race out of that because I yeah. I assumed that black men knew about the silk pillowcase, but I was wrong. Yeah, it seemed um, more like a we didn't live together before and now we do type okay. of type of issue. Okay, that's fair. That's and fair. I would be willing to bet all black men aren't completely familiar with the dynamics of a a, a silk or satin pillowcase. Like everybody don't know. What's the purpose of it? Everybody don't get it. Okay, so cotton, regular cotton pillowcases for women who who wear their hair down, um, it it helps protect your hair and not break it off as much as the cotton pillowcase. So it creates less friction on your hair when you're sleeping. Prevents breakage. Prevents breakage. You know, won't dry it out as much. Right. And so there are certain hairstyles. Like when my hair was longer, I would wear, if I had, if I had like a wrapped, straightened hairstyle, I would put a scarf on, right? But if I'm just wearing a fro, I'm not tying that down with a scarf because then my hair is going to be flat. So I'm going to sleep on a silk pillowcase so that my hair will not get broken off by my cotton pillowcase. It creates less friction, keeps the moisture, all that good stuff. And so right. that's just something that I thought black Good men, info. Every yeah. man, but, every black man would not have a reason to know that unless he's been. Y'all should invest in some silk pillowcases. No, I, I, I got straight cotton, extra cotton in mine. <laughs> not extra cotton. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hundred and ten percent cotton. Yeah. <laughs> my, my fiance, she come over with a uh, a nap wrap. Uh, that's what I call it. Uh, okay. Don't do that. Yes, yeah, nap wrap. Of course you do. It's, uh, it's like a little scarf thing she be wearing. I snatch it oh, off in the middle on. of the night and throw it on the bed. Well, wall. she wears a scarf, so she probably doesn't have to worry about a silk pillowcase. But if a, ever a she... Nap wrap. A nap you know wrap. what, Corey? You know what you should do? You should buy your fiance a silk pillowcase. I think she would appreciate oh, no, it. No, 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 she no, would no, really no. appreciate it. That's not in the budget. Continue. <laughs> okay, but, okay, you know what? I'm not arguing with Corey. But what I am going to say, beyond the silk pillowcase, first of all, what you won't be doing is eating on my pillow. <laughs> Period. Right. Like, that was a bigger problem for me. I don't like eating the if, bed. Like, but even, but no, 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 no. And see, maybe I don't know if this, I'm not going to say it's a black, white thing, but I'm just saying in terms of just, you know, hygiene and cleanliness type situation. You saw Nova came in. She had her little tray with her plate and everything set up all nicely. And Calvin is just using her pillow like it's the table, bro. I didn't hear like, none of y'all no. complaining. When Darla was laying in the bed eating a nasty ass toast. What did they, what, the what, what did they bring that food on? What did they bring the food in on? no problem with eating in the bed when Darla was what doing What did they bring the food in on? Did Darla take the plate off the off the tray like a savage and eat it off the pillow? No. I don't yeah, think I so. Mean, she, right. she picked that nasty ass toast up. I know some crumbs. <laughs> I know some crumbs hit that pillow. I know savage. For fact. <laughs> I, know, I know for a fact. And, and if she was burnt, I know for a fact. At least she had a tray. The tray is the difference here, Corey. At least she had a tray. I agree with you completely on that. That was just nasty. Like I again, I I don't like eating in the bed anyway. But my man had the plate. That plate had probably been on the on the counter at some point, just sitting all willy nilly on the counter. And you know he ain't wiped the counter off. Exactly. My man just eating on. Ain't the got pillow. no napkin. Probably you know, got fingerprints and stuff all on my, on on my silk pillowcase. Like bruh. And he the fact that she done it, said yeah, that is this something you I need or he said that is this something I need to add to my list lets me further know that he has been <laughs> violated. So they gonna have to get that together because he needs to get together. Calvin is learning. He's, yeah. he's learning what it's like to date and be with Nova on yeah. like a real 
consistent basis. Exactly. Which for sure. I can imagine would be a lot. Like yes. Nova don't seem like it an easy she has a lot of things going on that I, I believe will require a lot of uh habit breaking and new <laughs> yeah. habit forming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless go ahead sleep in another so, room, bro. Don't even waste your time. I'm not no. So so the next thing and this and this is race related. You know, the, the meeting of the families, it seems as, as though <laughs> Calvin is trying to warn Nova that his grandfather is racist. And yeah, I think uh, I'm interested to see how that will go because Nova seems not to care. She seems to think that it's not that big of a deal or that it's something that is just easily glossed over or that it'll, it'll so be she fine. she gets called a monkey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, listen. Basically, yo, basically stepping on my prediction just a little bit. But no, Calvin knows that, that his people, he's like, we don't even have to go to that because he knows better. He knows better than to bring up around these people. Yeah, and Noah's like, yeah, no, up, no problem. Sis. She brought up granddaddy party. He looked like he wanted to puke. Yeah, he's so. like, yeah, we don't even have to do that, babe. We all right. Stay we're just, home. Yeah, we'll just stay home, watch some Netflix or something, babe. <laughs> he, that he was, already yeah. knows that was he already know. issue romantic comedy movie stuff where one person's like you know what i really don't think this is a good idea the other person forces the issue because they're like they're gonna love me and then Girl. you show up and then like Corey said you get called a monkey because your family's <laughs> louisiana <laughs> racists my people treat they are louisiana <laughs> racists right like calvin was a cop like he was indoctrinated into this life early on Calvin is is on the other side of this now, you know, and he happens to be dating like the representative of blackness. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole he's like done a complete 180, but he knows his so, family. He knows his so Shinova Shinova just skipped that that idea altogether, or is it just something that has to happen eventually? So she just like, let's get it over with. I mean, if you plan on being serious with this man, I mean, this is Which your I future. Think since they moved in together. Yeah. This, is, this is your future, sis. You are your, your future is going to be. But Calvin don't being... want it. So I guess yeah. the question is, how, how close is Calvin to his family? <laughs> you know, like how often is how often does Calvin go see grandpa? And is it going to be noticeable that he ain't yeah. there? You can see why why Nova wants to make it work, right? She wants to go meet the family because she's trying to be serious and 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 open and honest and public and you know all of that, but. I think she needs to trust Calvin a little bit because because like he's also trying his best. Yeah. So uh, so see, so if he doesn't want this to happen, it's probably a for reason. a good reason. No, but see, if he really be- don't want if he really don't want no issue, then he should tell his granddad. He should give him a heads up and say, "Hey, I already know how you feel, but this is I'm bringing this around, and we're not." Gonna he's have not no even issue. dating. He's not even dating a black woman. He's dating the black woman. Like it don't matter. This is no. This is an 85 year old <laughs> white man from Louisiana. Like you, I it's mean, asking he, he a whole got, lot for him to cork the racism that he done probably spent his whole life exacting on on. So, but what's the alternative though? What's the alternative for you to keep me a secret from your family? Like, come on, that's that can't be the alternative. I don't know what it's the true. alternative is. Sometimes it's headaches yeah. you don't need. But you know <laughs> what he what he can do is look. You set up smaller instances. Like this is a huge family gathering, right? Set up some time to go visit mom and dad. Like you know, you kind of let's let's ease this in here. However, that's got to work. You know. Does Calvin have kids? I don't remember. I believe he, he does, does have a kid. He does. Yeah. He does. I wonder if that, di- well, that's not an avid, I, it wasn't going to be no eviction, but I wonder how that dynamic is going to end up working. But mm. anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Calvin on this one. It just, he's like, listen, this ain't it. This, this ain't the move. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I will not eat on your satin pillowcase if we don't have to go to my granddaddy's birthday. <laughs> That is not that is not on the same level at all. It's not. <laughs> I 
if I I wouldn't over man, let's go. Like it's on it's up to him. He should warn his people and be like, look, I know how y'all feel about Negroes. I'm gonna bring one, and I don't want nobody to say nothing. <laughs> and then, you know, that's how it go. I, and tell, I can't be I can't be your little secret. I can't be like, oh, I'm gonna stay home while you go out to the cookout. So we can't go yeah. certain places because you ain't, ain't ain't introduced this to your people. Like if you really want to, that's be true. With me, I get yeah, yeah, I see it on both sides. I, I get I get both ends of it. Like you're you're not wrong. Yeah. I just I think sometimes it's a tough spot. It is a tough spot because like he he also probably knows how racist his family might be. And mm-hmm. see, there are degrees to this racism. You there know is, that, that is like, factual. It is. There, there is there is getting called a monkey because oh, well, just... I just feel like calling you one because <laughs> right. I can't believe you brought this monkey around here. Right. And then there's the subtlety of of racism. What is right. it? The soft bigotry of low expectations and stuff like that. Like, oh, right. that you, so you're poetic. a writer. <laughs> you, you you went to college. Right, wow, right. that's amazing. Which yeah. one of those? Did you you're go to so one articulate. of those black schools? Right. Did you go to one of those black schools? You know, there's there's levels to this, and Calvin probably true. knows what level his family falls full, under. Full fledged racist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I'm anxious to see how that will play out. And that is it for the bed. So let's move on to the Rona. Um, so we are in the month of February. And as you guys can remember, we, it's it's so strange to be talking about last February because it's almost that time. It, we're in late February yeah. 2021 now. And so looking back and seeing Charlie listen to the radio and hearing about the, the amount, the number of cases that are still in China that haven't yet made it over to the US yet. Like, do you guys remember how you felt back last February, just hearing that and just thinking like, dang, that sucks for them, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And it's sad yeah. to say because that's legit how it felt. It was like, damn, that's wild what's happening over there in China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Like, we were still going out. We were still oh, for out sure. Up oh, through the beginning of March, we were. My, my birthday is February 29th. So um, I turned 40 last year. I took a trip to Turks and Caicos uh, last <laughs> February. And I was like, damn, it sucks. For the people who can't fly nowhere, but uh, <laughs> I should sure hopped on that plane and was gone. No mask or nothing. Look, <laughs> I can not. I can one that up. Let me tell you, in March of March of last year, in the same day, I went to a funeral and a birthday party. A huge a funeral and a huge birthday gathering on the same day. Mm. And it turns out in in the place where I went to the birthday gathering in the state of Alabama. It ended up being the county in the state with the highest percent of coronavirus cases in the wow. entire state of Alabama. Mm. At that at that funeral, I, d- I distinctly remember everybody jokingly like, oh, I can't shake your hand, can't shake your hand. Uh, hey. can't shake your hand. People were jokingly uh, doing yeah. that and then yeah. hugging each other and shaking hands and stuff like that, you know. But everybody, it was like, it wasn't real at that point. It was more no. of a joke. Like, some people were like, oh, you know, we got to be careful. Well, nobody sitting six feet apart. Wasn't nobody trying yeah. not to be hugged mm-hmm. up. Nobody was yeah. doing that stuff. And I was it in Atlanta for It wasn't tangible. It wasn't tangible yeah. for yeah. us at all. It just felt like something that was happening over there. Yeah. And it, no, there was no perception that yeah. <laughs> that yeah. this would be it. And that time was right before. Like, it was literally right before. You know, uh, my birthday is also in March. Uh, and we went to a sold-out XFL football game. We sure did. We you know, sure like, did. That yeah. thing was packed. That was like yeah. March the 8th or something. And I jo- I remember nobody had masks on in at that point. But people were jokingly talking about not sitting too close to people, even though we were all sitting next to each other. <laughs> like, it was packed. Like, we were. All, it just wasn't a thing. It wasn't real. 
It's almost like point. a horror, like watching a horror movie because like, you know what's going to happen. what's happening. It's like really uh, like ominous, like listening to them, like, oh, the cases. And it's like, you start to feel like you feel that because it's like, dang, like they don't even know Y'all what's have coming. No idea. Y'all have no idea what is coming. Everybody is still gathering. Like they have the Feast of St. Joe's. They chilling. Like y'all don't yeah. even know. When Charlie Y'all would shake Parker's know. hand, I was like, you don't even know it. She just saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that's where we are with the Rona in St. Joe's. Um, right now, it, it hasn't really hit. It hasn't hit yet. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what it's looking like um, next episode. We'll see. Right. And, and yep. that, that wraps up the good, the bad, and the Rona on Bourbon and Bordelon's on the Black Classic Podcast Network. Bong, bong. All right. All right, we are back for a segment that we here on Bourbon and Bordelones like to call our addictions. For those who may not know, that is an umbrella term that we completely made up to describe our advice and our predictions for our friends in St. Joe after the last episode. And so we are one episode into season five, and even so, we have a lot of material to work with. So what advice do we have or predictions? What do we see in the future for our favorite folks in St. Joe's. Does anybody have anything they want to kick us off with? I have a couple, so I feel like I want to go last because I don't want to take anybody's. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I am advising uh, Ralph Angel and Darla to go ahead and get that wedding out the way real quick because uh, pretty right. soon, pretty soon, you ain't going to be able to do that, uh, but you don't even know that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> but you don't even know that yet. Uh, mm. That is my, uh, that's my advice to them, my prediction for the next episode uh, going forward. I think uh, I'm just really looking for the battle forward to the battle royale of, of Charlie and Parker. And I'm really hoping like, I know Charlie's going to win because Charlie, win- Charlie even hits with the Jay-Z. I will not lose type lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she busted through that door walking through and with the, with the power walk and everything with the slow motion music and everything. But Par- Parker going to get a, she going to land a couple uppercuts. Like she going to take a couple, she going to put some numbers yeah. on the board too. So I'm really looking forward to, so my prediction is that, we're going to have a season full of, of tremendous wins and, and tremendous losses for Charlie and, and the Bordelone family, especially. So, yeah, that's, those are my, that's my evictions. Very sound uh, advice and predictions, Panama. Okay, who next? We already talked, about, uh, talked a bit about how, um, you know, Nova meeting Calvin's family is probably going to be a mess. That was my prediction. I think that um, I could also predict that there's going to be some ups and downs, like like Panama was just talking about between Charlie and Parker. Like Charlie's going to be on top, then Parker's going to be on top, then Charlie's going to be on top. It's going to go back and forth, you know, a few times because it's an even matchup. Like we said, you know, they they staring in the mirror, they untethered, you know, so they they definitely have a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses. Um, my uh, so that was my prediction. My advice is for everybody else in St. Joe's to just chill. Like everybody that jumped <laughs> down Charlie's throat, like trust Charlie, trust the process. Charlie, Charlie is in her office every day. Can't stop. Won't stop. All right. <laughs> don't, don't worry about Charlie. She's going to put your best interests at the forefront. She's going to do her best. It matters to her. Trust Charlie. She's come through uh, before. I don't know why y'all think she not. My advice to everybody in St. Joe's is chill. Trust the process. Big facts. Agreed. I have some advice. Go ahead, Shawnice. My advice is for Micah. 
Micah, you don't know what's coming. And I know that you just crossed. My advice to you is to wear your line jacket everywhere you can right now. <laughs> Go to all the parties and, and do your little um, strolls because in a, in a couple of weeks, you won't be able to do any of that. And you will not be able to enjoy your Neo life because you're probably going to have to go home. So go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and get those strolls and, and your, you know, all of your whatever it is that you Greeks do <laughs> to, to enjoy your your first couple of weeks. Go ahead and you go ahead and do that because your freshman year is about to get cut very short. My predictions. I agree that Nova's going to find out about about Calvin's family and how real that situation is. I really feel like she's probably going to get called something like a monkey um, when she meets his family. <laughs> yeah, and I just want her to be prepared for that. I feel I feel like Nova. You can't you can't be unprepared. Like Nova, you have to know and, and yeah. be prepared. I, maybe she doesn't care, and so maybe that's it. I think I think that Nova has something for that. So maybe that's it. Maybe Nova is just time enough, and she doesn't care. So, I thought the same thing. I was like, Nova doesn't seem like the person to be like naive about the potential for somebody to say something wild to her. So yeah. I don't know if she's just underestimating it or she just don't no, care. You know what? So, I think that Nova has the clapbacks ready. Um, okay. And I think that she doesn't care. I think I think that Calvin is her man and and that's it, period, poo. And she don't <laughs> care what you have to say about it. So Well, let us pray. Let us pray. Okay, Corey, it's on you, boo. Oh, well, since this is my last episode, I have a, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have a, I have a lot to get off my chest. Uh, my advice is for the next podcast that I get to take my spot. <laughs> um, don't fall in love with any character, man, because they're gonna hurt you. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hurt your heart, make you cry, like Ralph Andrew did me. Man, I was my dog, you know, when we first started this thing, and now I'm just so disappointed in him. So whoever takes my place next week on this podcast, don't fall in love with any characters. That's that's my advice. Uh, my prediction, man, for the rest of the season, since I ain't going to be watching, I'm just going to tell y'all what, what, what happens. I already know. I'll talk to Ava about it. Mike is going to get kicked out of the frat. I'm hoping. I'm really <laughs> praying that Can happens. you get kicked out of frat? Is that a thing? You can yes. get put on suspension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, since I ain't about the Greek life, I don't know. But however, he gonna get kicked out. He gonna do something foolish, something out of the lines. I can see he's a mess up. Like he, he'll, he'll definitely do something to get him kicked out. Dollar's gonna get COVID, so I'm not gonna really have to worry about her and Ralph Angel mm-hmm. getting married. I'm predicting that probably like in the next episode or so. Yeah. She, she, she too. You know, she be at the crack houses and stuff. They don't wear no mask in there. She definitely gonna get COVID in that thing. Come on. So, okay. Um, Before, okay. Last prediction. <laughs> I get one more prediction, God damn. No. You're well, not. Well, all right. Well, Jimmy Dale and Jimmy Dale and Davis gonna show up riding the Not Jimmy and, uh, Dale. <laughs> and escalate. <laughs> uh, playing too short. And I ain't gonna wow. tell y'all what happened after that. But that's the last of my predictions. Y'all go ahead. So, but before we before we move on, I actually do want to get for the record. I want everybody to make a prediction. Who's gonna get COVID? Ralph Angel. Somebody's going to get, like, it's going to, like, like I was, I've been thinking about this because we know what is about to happen in terms of, like, where the world is going to be. So somebody's going to end up having to get COVID, right? Yeah. And yeah. my guess is actually Micah because Micah is going to be out there partying and enjoying his life and stuff like that. Like, kids, younger kids tend to be slower <laughs> to, the, to the take on things that might kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, you know, it just, that just tends to be the case. So I'm guessing like, like Micah would probably be the one to get COVID. Who y'all got? Who y'all got on, your, on COVID watch? It might be Charlie. Ooh. It that, might, would, that would be a thing. It might be Charlie. And I feel like that could like, you know, throw a wrench in a lot of different things. Yeah. She'd be I, out for two weeks. 
Yeah, minimum. I hope it's not Vi. Yeah, because that might take her out. Oh, no. All right, so who who are you predicting it, Bree? I hope it's not Vi. I hope it's not Prosper. You know, because, you know, they in that they in that age group. You know, they up yeah. there. Who's living that kind of lifestyle? Yeah, probably Charlie or Micah, because, you know, they're like people of the people. They're of the people right. kind of people. So I think they'll be around people and because they feel like they need to be. Right. Shawnee, you said Ralph Angel. Actually, I take that back because Ralph Angel don't be around nobody. <laughs> he don't. I, I would I would think probably Micah. Probably Micah. All right. What about you, Corey? I'm gonna go. Are you writing that down? Yes, yeah. I'm writing this down. This is for the <laughs> record. Gotta I'm... keep track of who wins. <laughs> Duh. It's, it's, it's for perpetuity because we by the end of the season, we gotta see if anybody was right. You're right. I'm You're going right. with Hollywood. And that means two weeks of no sexy talk for Hollywood and I'm fine. I'm going Hollywood gets the COVID and we get saved. Mm. All right. I got those. I got I got all them all right. down. I mean, they're obviously being recorded too, but I also wrote them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a, a couple evictions. My first one is kind of on the other side of Shawnee's uh eviction about Micah so yes Micah crossed but we also noted how he didn't seem to be dealing with the pledging too well particularly when he had to stop <laughs> doing his work and so I mean it's February boo like I don't know what that school work is looking like you know I don't know what them grades are looking like I don't know mm. if he's like up on what he's supposed to be doing or his priorities in order that he get down to college and you know started trying to get in with the frat and you know all this other stuff and you know that Charlie ain't on that type of time so my advice to Micah is you better get in on the office hours because it is February, boo. We got about two months left in the semester, two good months left, and you're about to have to go home. But on the other side of that coin, but too. He is majoring in photography, too, though. I mean, maybe, really perhaps. We don't know that. He seemed pretty stressed out about whatever that assignment was that he couldn't get finished. And I but, saw no um, camera. It's freshman year. You got to take English and math and all that. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, but we know Rona's coming and, and from the trailer, we know that at some point Charlie's going to want him to come home. But like Shawnee's mentioned, like he's a Neo, like he's not going to I feel like he's not going to want to leave campus. And depending on where it is, like, I don't know if all I can't remember, to be honest, but I don't know if all campus is closed. Like, I feel like some colleges might have finished the school year. So I'm just saying to the extent that the campus might be open. I don't know if Mike is going to be really with the you know, come home type thing once Rona really hits the fan. My second eviction, or I guess prediction is, I think up until this point, all the farmers have pretty much been on one accord um, as far as like what they want. They don't want this highway to run through their land or whatever. But I think uh, Parker gave a, you know, when she brought to Charlie the, the the possibility of paying the farmers double what the government was going to offer them for their land. Um, and Charlie was like, we, we're not going to take the deal. And she was like, are, do you speak for everybody in St. Joe? Like, are you, are you sure? Like, that's what everybody wants. I think we'll see a lot of people who are going to be of the same mind of, oh boy, um, Jackson Fontenot, who, I mean, at this point, they feel like the highway is an, is an inevitability and like, they're just going to want to take the money. And so I think she's going to run into some contention I don't think everybody's gonna be on the same page to the extent that it seems like people don't want it in that cemetery so the other option is to go back to what plan a was and I think some people are going to want the money because you know it looks good in that moment and so, she's going to use it against her because she's going to yeah. say you didn't you didn't present this to everybody you didn't tell everybody that there was double the money out there exactly exactly and so I think at that's going to come back time. it's yep. going to come out at yep. the worst possible time 
Yeah, that's true. People are going to be strapped for money, particularly in the in the context of Rona. And you know that that lump sum is going to be looking real good. And I think that's just going to make it that much more harder for Charlie to do what she came to do. And then finally, my last thing is, at, we touched on it at the beginning, but Ralph Angel was reading that book, and I noticed the title was uh, Brilliant Brains, How to Navigate Education with Gifted Children. I think mm. Blue is like a genius. I think he's probably like going to be like really, really amazing. And he must be, I don't know, he's getting into his talents. We see he, you know, is getting into this cooking, cooking. thing. Mm-hmm. And so my advice for Ralph Angel is to get that boy in a cooking class so he can stop burning all toast up. Um, and really- Sweet. <laughs> toast was terrible. Yes, but it, did, it didn't look appetizing at all. Did and you so, hear the crunch? The crunch was extra. It, very extra, very extra. <laughs> so help help him to really hone his cooking skills and maybe, you know, he can become like a little prodigy since, since he's such a, a brilliant, gifted child. So there's that. So those are my evictions. So... I think that wraps up that part. And then we can move on to our uh, our ceremonial shots of bourbon. I know we're not all in the same room to, to do this how we usually do, but for those who don't know, we typically um, will give a shot of bourbon to who we think had the best week um, on the episode. So- um, Oh, y'all got shots. Yeah, they got real shots, honey. I'm sad. Well, I was just drinking. Y'all, we used to really drink bourbon in the studio. We used to, yeah. I, I miss every time. I miss being with y'all in person, but so yeah. So does anybody want to go first with their shot of bourbon? Who me? Okay, go ahead, Shanice. Of course, my shot of bourbon goes to the one Ralph Angel. They say, you know, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. And Larry, you know, no one ever said that. You never been to a wedding? They say that at <laughs> every wedding. Like, Corey just is, is just devoid of, of it's not in this realm with us. They will say that at your wedding. <laughs> nah. Someone will stand up and say that. I promise. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Shawnee. Proverbs, bro. Like so, Ralph it. Angel. Yeah, Ralph Angel is, is, is who gets my shot of bourbons today. Pour one up for Ralph Angel, find his wife, you know, Ra- team Rala all the way. Um, they're all aboard alone. That's that's cute. I love it. Love to see it. It's the it's the ring for me. It's the vibes for me. <laughs> I, I agree. I'd like to go next then because I'm 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 in the same vein. So my my shot is for Ralph Angel and Darla though. Okay. Uh, so Ralph Angel and Darla, they start off with some great parenting in the beginning. Like Ralph Angel tells Blue. He ain't too big for kisses. That that hit home, you know, for me, I got four sons. You ain't too big for kisses, boy. And uh, Darla, she took a big old bite of that burnt toast. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what she got to do sometimes. Like, because Blue, Blue brought that toast in. He was so excited, so happy. And she took a big old bite in front of him to, to, to make sure that his esteem uh, continues on that upward trajectory. Ralph Angel acknowledged Charlie publicly, like, you out here working, I appreciate you for real. That happened in front of everybody, in front of the uh, the entire council and everybody who was there. So uh, Ralph Angel was winning there. Uh, and then the proposal. We already talked about that and how great it was. You know, it ain't right unless it's you and me. I love that. I love that line. I'll never forget it. So Ralph Angel, Darla, they both get my shot just for being happy and together and on the right path, heading in the right direction together. All right. We got one. Well, we got, I guess... <laughs> two for Ralph Angel and one for Darla or whatever. One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Ralph Angel in the lead. Go ahead, Panama. Yeah, I mean, I think Ralph Angel is the runaway winner here just for uh his two speeches that he gave. 
Uh, he was definitely trying to win uh, an award this episode with both that the delivery of his speech at the co- at the uh, the council meeting and his proposal, which looked so convicted and so like it looked like it really was like from a real place. I do have to say, like as a honorable mention though, Darla did have a really good episode. Like she was a great mom. She ate that terrible toast. <laughs> she um she got proposed to. She try. She's still trying to convince Ralph Angel to get over his beef with Nova and still support her, even after everything that 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 Nova did to her. Like she has like bigger person the hell out of that 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 situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. So she gets a she gets a lot of points in my book for that. So yeah, but Ralph Angel for me is the uh is is the the winner for gets my shot of bourbon this week. Okay. All right, Corey. <laughs> Oh. Brace myself. It's my shot. You. No, 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 no. My shot of bourbon goes to Ralph Angel. Psych. <gasps> I was going to say. Oh, no way. Yeah, I threw a shot of piss in his face. What's wrong with that fool? Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> my shot goes to Charlie, who clearly had the best week. I don't know what episode y'all were watching. Did but she? Yeah, man. Charlie, you know, she was 2 0 this week against Parker. That's that's a bigger. Was she? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, no. Francis Boudreaux is going to prison. That's a win, all right. Uh, for seven years, that's a big win for that white lady to be going to uh, to prison, correct? Yeah, um, then Charlie, but, Par- but Parker ca- came in the end and blamed the whole highway going to the cemetery on Charlie, but that's not happening. That's and a proposal, that's a proposal. That's not that's not that, that's not that's not in stone yet. Charlie is up two to nothing, all right. She won and she had the best week. And this way better than a stinky proposal uh, on the levy <laughs> from Ralph Angel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I don't care what kind of speech I thought he gave, a raggedy oh speech gosh. he gave. Okay. Charlie gets the shot Hater. from me. <laughs> Thank All you. right, Corey's hating per usual, but per usual. But um, okay. So I'll just throw it out there. I agree with um with Ralph Angel um for all of the aforementioned reasons, but that's not who I'm going to give my shot to only because he already has it at this point. (laughs) Oh, there's that. I had actually considered giving, I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually considered giving my shot of bourbon to Nova because she does seem like she's really working hard to do better. Her family doesn't totally hate her anymore. But then I also realized that the bar for Nova is in the fiery pits of hell. So I'm going to need some, a little bit more consistency from her before I'm willing to give her the shot. Like I just need to know that there is a real behavior change here. But my shot of bourbon is going to judge Jenny Hubert because she came through this week. She handed out that seven-year bid to Miss Frances Boudreaux with the swiftness. She uh, executed the stay on the eminent domain, ordered the environmental scan. So, you know, making sure the farmers live to fight another day. So I thought she had uh, the, the best and, and most uh, integral wins of this week. So I just want it on the record that I am recognizing just Jenny Hubert because you okay. really popped out, sis. So that's a good one. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for holding us down. That is a good one. They only got that's one judge, though. Like, Listen, she's presiding over all the cases. She handled the court, too. She handled traffic court. She handled everything. Yeah, anything happy, you got to go see Judge Jenny. So I, I appreciate her. She seems like she, she'll be a, a good, at least she's fair, and she, she, she'll think things through. So she'll be an ally moving forward, hopefully. Right. Well, all right. Well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Bourbon and Borderlands. And, um... 
for the first episode late February 2020. Oh yeah, we gotta actually get take the shots. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. One. That's okay. You can we can You see my shot. We can, we, can, it? we right. can all take it together. All right, ready? One, two, three. Clink clink. Clink 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 clink. All right. <clears throat> that will actually do it. Wow, Jabri, what wow, Jabri, y'all can't Jabri, see. Are you holding Jabri the chest? Rusty. What's happening? Jabri, <laughs> Jabri must have drank some dark um, Everclear. I don't know, whatever that was. It hit, it, it bottom shelf bourbon he had. <laughs> he had been over to pick up that bourbon. Well, right. well that is going to do it for this week's episode of Bourbon and Board Loans here on the Black Taxi Podcast Network for season, uh, the first episode of season five, late February 2020. Uh, we're all excited. Can't wait to see what the season holds for us. Uh, we know we know kind of what's going to happen in the background, but how we get there, nobody knows yet. So for uh, for myself, for Jabri, for Corey, for Shanice, for Janae, thanks for listening. One, two, three. Yeah. Take flight. Take flight. Take flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jabri. Yeah. Pull it together, yeah. sir. You okay? <laughs> Some water. What is he doing? This podcast is podcast 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 that's how you know it's real Willing to grow and build something with me My Cleopatra My Aphrodite